Good as Cam here with What's Out Sports. I got my boy X and I got my boy KJ. Yo, what's good, y'all? What's going on, Cam? What's good? What's good, doing? man? How y'all feeling, man? Hey, just living life. It's 2022. New year. New everything. Super blessed. Yeah, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we just going to get into it, man. Super Bowl. Rams, Cincinnati. Wow. Who would have ever thought Cincinnati would have been in the Super Bowl, bro? That's crazy. Yeah, I know it should have been the Browns, let me tell you. <laughs> not with Baker Mayfield, boy. <laughs> Definitely not with that man. You can't rely on that man to do nothing. The only thing you can rely on him for nowadays is to clear out his calendar to do a commercial. That's it. <laughs> Dang. Hey, KJ, he was injured this year. You got to give him a little yeah. slack. But before that, though, but before that, though, he was mainly known for being in just progressive commercials and any other commercial that would give that boy just a little bit of money compared to the money that he's supposed to be earning on the field when he's not throwing interceptions. <laughs> Dang, KJ. <laughs> I, listen, listen, I have nothing bad against the Cleveland Browns, but when it comes to Baker Mayfield, anybody that tries to talk to me about him, I'm just completely ending the conversation at that point, like. You can't talk to me about him. He's he's the worst of the worst. Shoot, Blake Bortles might have been a better quarterback than him. Bortles. Oh. Whoa, that is reckless. <laughs> That's beyond reckless. Oh, I feel personally offended there, KJ. <laughs> Bro, I just told you that I don't have no hate towards the organization. It's just Batman. You got to take your feelings out of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Cam, what you got to say about this? I mean, everybody got their opinions, man. I'm possibly, I would say the injuries, man. That's really the only thing. But he has no other excuse after that, though, to be honest. So that's the only thing I'm really going to say. Respectable. So back to the Bengals and the Rams, man. The Rams are like, you know, I felt like last year, Tampa Bay was like a super team. I called them the Southern super team because they just... (laughs) Pull talent from different, you know, areas. And then they just – and obviously they had Brady, you know, come on down. Um, and they just – you know, they kicked that. On the west side, like, L.A. the Rams this year, they – I've got the same feeling. They just got a lot of talent on hand, bro. And they just – unused talent from different teams all around the country type deal. Bringing them on in. And, hey, they 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 they're in the – they're in the they're in a shot again, bro. They they're ready for Super Bowl again. So, yo, shout out to the Rams, bro. Twice in three years, right? Mm, I want to say maybe four. Twice yeah. in four years. Yeah, yeah. Cam got the right idea on that. It's about it's been about four or five years since the Rams been there, but no Rams Patriots. No really, uh, that was four years ago. I want to say 2017, around, uh, 2016. Heck it was, no. It was Super Bowl 53 against the Pets. That was around like 2019. So, so if it's 2019, that's three years. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Yep, Super Bowl 19. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was 13 and 3. It was that boring ass <laughs> game. That's what I'm saying. You see how hard it was to remember it because of how bad of a game it was. Everybody in the whole world knew. That if Bill Vinovich fat ass threw that flag, the Saints would have got there and it wouldn't have been the Rams. The Saints could have easily put up more than three points in a 60-minute period. I would put my whole savings account on the line for something like this. Whoa, KJ, you got a family now. Hey, don't be putting, putting all of that. Listen, <laughs> listen, the only reason why I'm even talking like that, bro, is because you got to remember how cold the Saints' offense was during that time. I mean, they had a healthy Drew Brees. They had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, who was a top five running back running back duo in the league. They had Michael Thomas, who was very healthy at that moment and was killing everybody, even though he was just running like one or two routes. He was still killing people. And the Saints' defense was top five in the league on top of that, too. Like, they were... Those boys was wreaking havoc the entire season. If anybody remembers the regular season game that they had against the Eagles that season in the Dome, that's that's all you need for proof because the way they massacred them was 
Honestly, I don't even think anybody should be subjected to that. Like, it was that bad. 40 to 7 with 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I mean, Jesus. It's pretty nuts. Cam, what did you guys say about the Rams? The Rams are a hell of a team, bro, no doubt. Stafford is playing some of the best football of his career right now. Um, Odell's came out of his shell, we've seen. And um, Cup just can't be stopped. Um, their defense is a little bit suspect, but they get the job done. But, I mean, don't sleep on Cincinnati, man. They got a lot of momentum, bro. They have a powerful offense. They can come back. And they could definitely hit you with the home run ball. So, no doubt. Hey, look, I know I know we're not going back to that, but I'm just saying – I'm going to say this just because, okay? The Browns, if the Browns play, you know, Las Vegas first and the wild card, then they play the Steelers again. Or, you know, who do they play after that? Uh Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee. Well, all they really got is Derrick Henry. Anyways, um, after that, you know, I feel like the Browns could have done something if we still had Odell at least. But uh, we're not even talking about them anymore. The the Bengals, uh, they're my team, bro. I want want them to – not my team like um, reputable, but they're my team for the Super Bowl. I think that they'll beat the Rams. Honestly, when I think about the game, when I think about the game because right after – the Rams won. I was already thinking about, you know, different matchups, how it could really go coach to coach, really. And honestly, I think it's going to be even on the coaching level because Sean McVay, he's this is going to be his second Super Bowl that he's been in. He has he's been on record saying that he got completely out coached the first Super Bowl he was in. And that was clearly painfully obvious. We know it's that. also Belichick, you know, <laughs> Belichick. Ain't gonna... I mean, you rarely see anybody out coach Bill, bro. Like Bill, Bill is up there on Mount Rushmore of coaches in NFL history. That you can't, you can't say anything different. You cannot have a Mount Rushmore coaches without Bill Belichick being up there. Point of the matter is Zach Taylor. He's coming to his own as well too, because he's been coaching the Bengals for the last three years, and it's only taken him three years to get them to a Super Bowl, like, that's incredible. That's that's a major accomplishment for him. It'll be even more of a bigger accomplishment if they win. The, pro- the problem is the Bengals got a hell of a mountain to climb because you're going against one of the pa- best pass rushes in the league right now. Like, not like we're not even going to focus on Aaron Donald because we already know what he can do. Like, his name in itself commands respect. It's the other people on the defensive side that you got to worry about. Like, you're already going to have two to three people having to stop Aaron Donald. He he demands a double team, maybe even a third offensive lineman coming at him. That leaves a lot more room for people like Leonard Floyd coming off the edge, Vaughn Miller, even Ashawn Robinson, who's in the middle. That gives them way more opportunities to get at Joe Burrow. And this is the same guy. They got sacked nine times in a playoff game, but still managed to win against the Titans. But that's because the Titans, they got mediocre quarterback play. So a lot of people were betting on that. But with the but with um the Bengals and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's way different. He is way different than Ryan Tannehill. He's willing to take more chances, more risk, do, doing whatever he has to do to get the win, all that. So the Rams, if they really want to win this game, it's going to be won on defense. I'm not worried about their offense, but it's going to be won based on their defense and how much they're willing to give up and how much they're willing to allow during the game. All right, definitely. I totally agree with you, KJ. Um, Cincinnati's offensive line has been suspect the whole season, but yeah, I think really that's their biggest question mark for this game. How can they keep Joe Burrow protected and um, – Simply the fact. Um, X, what you think, bro? Honestly, like, I'm already thinking about scores. I think it'll be uh, – hopefully, I want both the offenses to be, you know, high, you know, high firing. And I'm, I'm looking at more like a 30-27, you know, 31-27, that type deal. Um, so, shootout type of game. I, w- I would love to see a shootout. Uh, I'd love to just see – and do – I got to say shout-out to, to Matthew Stafford, man. You know, he was with the, you know, the Lions – for the longest, you know, the, the Lions were going through. They, they also go through a rough path. They also from the Midwest. Shout out to them. And, uh, you know, for him to go on and, 
accomplished what he's doing, you know, right now in LA is a pretty big deal. So yeah, the Bengals, their, their, uh, their line isn't all that. So that's definitely going to be the question mark, but I think, you know what, why I think Joe Burrow is going to do well, why I think he's going to win it out is just, he just has just so much composure and he's been in big moments already and proven himself pretty well. So that's what I think. The matchups in the game are going to go crazy too, because I've been thinking about that um, since I believe Tuesday. And so far, like, you know, I'm my mind is, my mind hasn't really completely, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't really hit me yet because matchup wise, Things could go either way. I mean, when you look at the Bengals offense, they got a capable running back in Joe Mixon. But the main their main the main thing that keeps them going is the three-headed monster they got at receiver. I mean, we already know how special Jamar Chase is. Then you got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd who contribute just as much as he does. But he's the main engine that gets that receiving core and their offense going. But you know, the Rams, they're going to put Jalen Ramsey on him, and that's going to be a hell of a matchup because Jalen, he's got the size, the length, and the speed to match up with him. So that's going to leave more opportunities for people like Higgins and Boyd to get involved. But at the end of the day, it could go either way because a couple weeks ago, we saw Jalen Ramsey get burned in the fourth quarter by Mike Evans when Brady launched that 40, 50-yard bomb over his head. His like, last touchdown. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. If you're like, if you consider yourself to be one of the best DBs in the game, you can't allow something like that to happen, especially in the fourth quarter. So Jalen, he gonna have to come prepared, man, because Jamar Chase is him. And I'm not even, you know, an LSU Tiger fan or a Bengals fan for that matter. But I like to give credit where credit is due to anybody in the league that's earned. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I definitely agree with you, KJ. Um, shout out to Jamar Chase, bro. What an unbelievable rookie year, man. I've never seen that before. But um, switching over to um, Brady, bro, um, the GOAT retiring um, X. How about you take the lead on this one? Yo, man, shout out to Brady. I mean, he had uh, some great years. You know, uh, you know, it's kind of bizarre, actually. You know, he, he had a whole documentary that came out with ESPN this whole year. Um. I took a look at it over uh, winter break and it kind of felt like he was going to retire because he was just talking about his career throughout. And he was also like, you know, hinting to what he was going to be doing in the future, you know, amazing years. Uh, and uh, with the Patriots organization uh, really proved himself in college and uh, for the university of Michigan, I know you hate him Cameron, but uh, really, <laughs> really had to battle you know, for that starting spot, even when he was a senior uh, and all that momentum. And after, you know, Bledsoe going down, this this happened right after 9-11 to Bledsoe going down, Brady stepping up and then Brady just proving himself. I mean, this guy is just like, can't stop, won't stop. And I respect the reason why he decided that he wasn't going to play anymore is because he couldn't go all in anymore. He wanted to put his time to something else. But Hey, from all accords, from his teammates, from the coaches, uh, from the owners, they love Brady's work ethic. They 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 understand who he is, and it's a uh, it was an amazing you know career to be quite honest. That's all I can really say personally. <laughs> all right, KJ, you can go. Well, first of all, you know I gotta give a lot of respect to Tom Brady. I mean, this man played for over twenty years in the NFL. That, that's a great accomplishment on him. He's a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Everybody knows how hard it is to win a championship every year in the league, but because we've gotten so used to seeing Brady either be in the bowl every year or win it every year, you know, it's, it's, it's become one of those expectations, and every team honestly should have that expectation, Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust because that's what everyone's trying to do. They're trying to win that championship, whether it's their second, their third, or maybe even their first in a long, long time. Point of the matter is Brady, he started something when he went on that little run he did when he became the starter for the Patriots. I mean, look at the teams he had to face early on when he almost 
I mean, I'm not sure if he did get a three-peat or not early on in his career, but I mean, when I look at the teams, he had to play the Rams to get that first one. Then he played against the Carolina Panthers in Houston. They won it on a late second field goal in the fourth quarter. Then playing against the Philadelphia Eagles in Jacksonville, Florida, by the way, like that was that was that was that was a good Super Bowl as well, too. Like Brady, he's one of those guys that he's seen it all. And you can't really slander him, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of people that joke and trolls about him on Twitter and Instagram, but at the end of the day, that man's name, you got to put respect on that man's name. And the moment that made me even, I already had respect for him, but I mean, you come, when you come back down 25 in the Super Bowl, down 28 to three, and you win in overtime, I mean, what else is there left to say at that point? After that game, I told people and anyone else that would listen, I told everybody, I said, look, man, we can argue as much who we think is the greatest player of all time in football history, but when it comes to that man right there, he has to be number one every single time because I have not seen anyone else do anything like that. I mean, he broke, he broke one entire organization down in one game. Ever since then, the Atlanta Falcons have never been the same. Never. And they may never really be the same. Like, them boys may never touch another championship, like a conference championship at that. As far as a Super Bowl, no. No, I can honestly say that emphatically. But at the end of the day, Brady, Brady left his career the way he should. He got everything that he wanted out of it. He has nothing to prove to anybody. And I'm just glad that he left on his own terms and he ain't, he didn't leave like, you know, hurt. Like he had, like he had to take a horrific injury for him to walk away. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Cameron, what are, what are your thoughts on, on, on the, um, the GOAT? Well, first off, shout out to TD12, bro. What an amazing career. Um, I'm kind of saddened, bro. I'm not even going to lie, bro. I like watching Brady a lot, but um, what an amazing career. Um, for real, for real, bro. Like what KJ was saying, bro, I'm glad he knew when to hang it up and not have to leave um, under unfortunate um, circumstances. But um, shout out to the GOAT, bro. Happy retirement. Feel that I feel that man. So, what would you say? What would you, what would you guys say? KJ brought up one of my favorite moments of all time with Tom Brady because by that moment I wasn't a I like I like respect Tom Brady for like you know how good of a quarterback he was at that time, but I was still kind of a hater. I ain't gonna cap to you. After that game, bro, I dropped everything. I was like, yo, uh, hit respect is uh respect is without a doubt earned. Uh, the freaking Hawk, Hawks game, the Super Bowl, that was 2017. That Super Bowl was crazy because I just remember, like, Atlanta was just lit, bro. They had it. They had their defense was lit. Their offense had been lit the whole year. And they was just the Atlanta was, They were raw. They were raw. Uh, was was Ryan their uh, quarterback? Yeah, he uh, was. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Yep. They was getting to it, man. And – they just had that like energy where I was like, bro, they they gonna just they are destroying the Patriots right now. Ain't no way they're coming back. And that's up until the third quarter. Like, and I believe everybody believed that like there was no way. And then when uh I actually was at a at a teammate's house when we were watching it, and I had to go back to campus. So KJ, you'll know this on Merrill. My teammate, yeah. one of my teammates lived on Merrill. And we were just driving back to campus. So we get back to campus to finish the game uh, on campus. And they go, yeah, they going in the OT. They going in the OT. <laughs> We're like, OT? Like, what, what do you mean? Man, Brady did it. So now I'm watching all the overtime uh, on campus. And I'm like, without a doubt, when it was already there, I was like, yo, it's game over, bro. He got it won. He got it won. And won that thing, man. Almost uh he the play before uh you know the touchdown would have been even crazier you know if that was the scoring uh the score to win the game but even still they took home the dub bro and you could just tell bro and after that he went on even more runs 
Like his career wasn't over after that. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to tell you that might have been that might have been the most craziest game I've ever seen Tom Brady play in. I mean, still, you know, I still I still got a little bit of a grudge against him for what he did to my Jaguars a couple of years ago, but other than that, like I've seen I've seen a lot of Brady comebacks, but that has to be number one on the list. He did it when it mattered the most. But on top of that, the thing that people look over the most in it is Kyle Shanahan. I mean, as an offensive coordinator, how do you how do you go away from what's working for your team in the game and you just go to something different? That means you were cocky and you were arrogant. You can't be doing shit like that in one of the biggest games in sports history. Like Kyle Shanahan has had two different opportunities to be a world champion with two different teams. And he choked in both chances. You know how bad that is for somebody in the league, whether you're a coordinator or a coach or a player for that matter. That's something that you got to live with that may potentially stain legacies at some point when it comes to the Hall of Fame. And it's definitely going to be brought up on Kyle Shanahan's part whenever he does decide to leave the NFL and retire as a coordinator or a coach for that matter. Like, it's inexcusable and it's just choke artist behavior. For real, for real, man. For real, for real. And, and you could tell, I think, just overall with the teams, bro, Atlanta was just so lit, bro. They had Migos in the sideline. You could tell. Once they got a certain lead that they was like, oh, they already started the party. And you should never <laughs> already start the party. We saw it in basketball, for example, with the Spurs when they brought that up. Uh, when they brought the you everybody remember when they brought out the uh oh my gosh, bro. When they brought out the freaking uh you know what I'm talking about, the red, the the red tape, whatever the fuck. Uh oh. And like with the Indians, bro, back in '99 when they started putting the champagne in the locker room for the World Series, they oh. brought the trophy. Brought the trophy in the locker room and all that, and then we lost in the ninth inning. And they had to take all that stuff down and put it in the other locker room. Also, you can't forget this past, not this past, this past year. Um, it was the national championship game last year for college basketball. Baylor Gonzaga, the Baylor assistant coach, he went to the team right before the game and he told them Gonzaga, they already had the champagne in their locker room, everything was on ice and stuff. Then next thing you know, Baylor came out there and they was just dragging those boys all over the court. Like that first half, their point guard, Davion Mitchell, Mark Vital, and that other guy, man, they had they made Gonzaga look like they were completely outclassed out there. And they had like an all-American and Drew Timmy, Kisser, and other people out there that had been balling all season, but they just looked like some little boys out there. It was that was that was, that was Gonzaga's years, bro. I mean, hey, they they bit, to be. yeah, <laughs> hey, they bit the bullet. You know what I'm saying? Never, never celebrate too early. And I think that also brings me to another moment. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, KJ. I was in Jacksonville at the time. And oh yeah, bro. The Jags were going. They were going to the Super Bowl, bro. And they were actually we going to go to this. In the fourth quarter, man. And then I just saw, like, you could just see. Like, I already knew that it wasn't going. I was like, it's not secure. Oh, Brady got the ball with, with, with some time. It's game over. And it was like, that's all that happened. It was game over. And, you know, shout out to my people who love the Eagles because the next game, you know, the Eagles got their payback. They got their payback. So, um. Another thing during that break, if, if any of you guys watch the Brady documentary, uh, it's on ESPN Plus. It's really good. Just get a monthly, get a one month subscription to watch it. It's like, it's a, it's kind of commercialish, but it's also really good to hear like stories from different like um, aspects. Man, dude, uh, I feel bad for Drew Bledsoe, and I'll tell you why. So Drew Bledsoe gets injured, and then Brady comes up, and then you know Brady takes over essentially. Uh, Bledsoe gets back and then they trade him or he ends up going over to Buffalo and then he just for the next like five years just gets destroyed by Brady nonstop during matchups and it's like dude you're losing to your backup but he also did teach Brady a lot of things too so 
shout out to Bledsoe. I feel like Bledsoe, uh, a lot of people who are being in a position like Bledsoe where, you know, you get injured um, or you have something that's like life in, uh, risking and someone else comes up and then they're just like surging a team to victory and stuff. A lot of people will be salty. And I, I kind of feel like he has some of, my, some of that in him because, I mean, everybody would. But the way that he helped uh, Brady develop as, uh, you know, as a starting QB was amazing, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. My probably top Brady Norman is the Seahawks Super Bowl, bro, leading the team all the way back. And, I mean, yo, that, that Seahawks team was probably – I thought that was the best team ever, bro. That bro, team was stacked. That was, that was stacked on offense and defense, bro. Bro, those were my—I can't lie. That was like one of my favorite teams, like ever type deal. Because when it, the year before, when they played the Broncos, they just sucker punched the Broncos and they made the bro <laughs> off the rip, off the rip. The first, first play was a safety, man. The first play was a safety. That was raw. That was so raw. And then I'm like, oh, they easily about to win that second one. They would have easily won if they had just given Marshawn Lynch the damn ball like they were supposed to. But yes. Russell just had to be the hero. Russell just had he to wanted be the to hero be that from guy. the half yard line, by the way. Not 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 the five yard line, the half yard line. And they had about 25 seconds and they were right there. All you had to do was just go shotgun again, spread everybody out. Let Lynch just go ahead and put it in there, bro, because he broke – he was breaking tackle after tackle against this Patriots defense, and their defense was top five that year too. But against uh, Marshawn definitely. Lynch, man, Beast Mode was giving him so many problems that entire night. Like, what Pete Carroll – what Pete Carroll did in those last couple of seconds, man, honestly, that should just be considered like a war a war crime or a hate crime, really, for that matter. Like, how do you not give your running back the ball knowing damn well that he going to get it in the end zone? How do you how do you do that? I don't even yeah. know. Couldn't gotta even tell you, bro. Definitely got to be a top five choke moment in the NFL. I hate thinking about it, being honest with you. That's just how mad it make me. And I'm not even a fan of them guys. But to choke like that, Jesus, you got to get some help. Got to get you some help. For real. Um, so, yeah, so Brady Brady even keeping him in the game uh, definitely helped out for that dub against the Seahawks. Uh, I think, you know, his battles with the Mannings will always be known as, like, go to games. Eli taking advantage of him at times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to my boy Vinny. Hey, shout out to my boy Vinny, the them, them Giants boys. Um, and then Peyton just getting abused by Brady. <laughs> uh his his big forehead ass. But uh yeah, no, nah, like shout out, shout out to Brady, man. Brady's if you also like know when like he got drafted, like him what being a 199th pick type deal. Sixth round, what was it? He was the sixth quarterback, and he lasted all the other quarterbacks that that you were drafted before him. It's an underdog story, and it's raw. And like now, he's not even an underdog. No one would ever call him an underdog. But originally, he started off as an underdog, and you know we love underdog stories here. Thanks, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, before we shift the focus to the next topic, you know, shout out to my son, Vince, and my son, Tyler Dix. I love y'all boys. <laughs> Let's talk about tanking in the NFL for draft picks. How do you feel about that, um, AJ? Well, when it comes to tanking, really, you know, I got, I got like a love and hate relationship with it to a certain degree because, you know, I understand why the owners would want their coach or their organization to do that. You know, if you can get yourself a talent like like some of the talents we have in the league now, like in Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, um, plenty of other guys that came before them. I could understand that. You feel like that's one person that could turn around a franchise. But in the same breath, if you got a coach that's really good at his job and is capable of winning games, like not just – like not just for the sake of winning games to have a decent record, but you know, take you 
take you to the playoffs maybe, maybe even take you on a deep playoff run, you know, to do that to somebody just because you feel like you don't have all the weapons that you need, that's that's a disservice to them and it's a disservice to the fans, really. So I don't agree with it completely, but I'm not saying that I don't understand why some people would do it in that instance. It's just you got to really pick and choose your battles when it comes to tanking. You got you to gotta know for sure before you do this that there's an actual real logical reason behind it and that it's going to work. Because if it doesn't work and you don't have no plan, if it doesn't, then you're completely screwed at that point, possibly for the next three, five years, maybe even more than that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's definitely unfair to the fans, especially um, season ticket holders. You know, they spend a lot of money to go down there and just to watch their team lose on purpose. Uh, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I definitely agree with you. You know, it could be definitely be a, a once-in-a-generational talent, you know, Burrow or Chase or somebody like that in the draft. I, I definitely agree with tanking for that reason. But, um, X, what you got to say, bro? In certain aspects, like I understand tanking, uh, but I understand tanking like if you're like if it's a mid-season decision, like if we got an injury, uh, we don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no way that we we have a chance to make the playoffs, that type of thing. Or we need new talent. Like it's a mid-season change. I don't agree with what it sounds like that you know they just want to do start it from the start of the season. So then why? have fans yeah. come like you're saying why have ticket why have ticket holders why have all this if you just having us come in to watch us lose like that is so ridiculous i think it's disrespectful and then for me it questions i don't question the players but i question the coaches if that's part of their contract and then also i am going to throw some throw some of it at the players as well because it sounds like uh, from hearing, like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts from different, like, football players and stuff like that. I don't know if you know, like, more than an athlete. And there's another one, too, that's brand new, uh, whatever. But shout out to those recommendations. If you guys want to watch it, I recommend you guys watch it. Uh, there's some, and even in a basketball podcast, too, there's some athletes that still love the game and they're professional and they love the game. And then there's people who are just really good at the game and they it's their check and they don't care. We'll come we'll after check. that. So for that, yeah. I'm just like, you know, I understand it if, you know, it's a mid-season change or it's a mid-season decision and like, oh, I'm trying to get this, you know, I'm trying to get this pick, this pick, but not start, not starting off. I couldn't even do that mentally as an athlete. Like, oh yeah, like I'm on a team that's getting paid to lose. Yeah, I can't do that either. Can't, man. Like, I don't know how I could live with myself if I know I wasn't playing up to my full potential and I got to throw games when I know I'm way better than this. Like, out there on the field, it's going to seem like I'm trash when, in reality, I know I'm not. Like, no, can't go out like that. So, KJ, let's, um, for example, I'm not trying to bash you or anything. See, your team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, supposedly tanking this year. How do you, How do you feel about that coming from a fan perspective? Honestly, I really didn't like it that much, really. I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest. I mean, I know there are a lot of areas on this team that they gotta improve on and they seriously need to do that in all seriousness. But tanking isn't going to make anything better either. Like, you know, at one point I believe that we were the laughing stock of the NFL for a long, long time. I mean not trying to do Regency bias or none of that, but the last time we were even relevant was about five years ago. And five years is a long time. I mean, we were a quarter away from a Super Bowl appearance, et cetera, et cetera, and we didn't get it done. But the year after, it's like nobody tried at that point is how I felt. Like over the last couple of years, I feel like no one in the organization has really tried to help make the team better where they can have at least a respectable record. I ain't saying you got to get to the playoffs every season, but I mean, damn, at least, at least have a respectable record, at least be a 500, at least be a 500, maybe even a little bit more than that. Don't be out there just playing to play. And then when it gets to the end of the season, be like, all right, I kind of want to be serious. Like three and 14 this season, 
that was pathetic. But I didn't have no real expectations in them because we had a rookie quarterback coming into a bad situation. Um, one of our other rookies on offense, he had an injury in the preseason that ruled him out indefinitely, foot surgery. And we're just not good overall. We're not good on offense overall. We're not good on defense overall. So until they decide to change those things and address them, then this is where they're going to be. It's their choice. Yeah, and then at that point, it's also just like they're, you know, uh, organizations are just kind of just collecting money. Like, they should have some type of accountability when, you know, people are paying hard-earned dollars to go see games, man. And then yeah. at that at that point, like fans just then like decide, okay, if we're playing that, I'm not coming to games. Then what you gonna do? So like me and Xavier can definitely relate. Um for the Browns like five years ago, bro, we tanked for a good maybe how long was that, Xavier? For like four years. Yeah. Yeah. Four hard like, years, was, man. It, it was I just it was kind of sad because, like, you know, like, dang, I, w- I want to watch my team on Sunday, but, like, I don't want to be – the crazy part about it is that I didn't really watch the Browns that much that year. I mean, I, I peeked in, looked at the score, and it's just, it's it's a horrible thing for fans, in my opinion. But And you know what else, uh, Cam? I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, like there will be glimpses of hope, which is, like – I think that's the worst thing of, like, tanking. And uh, when teams do that, is if you show glimpses of hope and then you just suffocate it, like you're just like, oh, you're not going to build on like, oh, we're doing this well, we're doing this well. Or, you know, we used to have a good defense, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we still we got recent, you know, we had decent defense, but you know what I'm saying? Like we used to have these things that we could just build on. But sometimes they just be like, "Oh yeah, nah, we're not even going with that. We just we're gonna get rid. Of, we're gonna get rid of our star receiver or our, our star defensive player." Exactly. And it's like, okay. And then you got some guys, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Danny, right? Danny, who ended up leaving us and then going playing with the Patriots to get himself a uh, show, right? Uh, what's his name, bro? Danny something. Yeah, Danny something. And it's like, all right, bro. Or like, I don't know, just, and then you're like, okay, so then why are you making some of these decisions? Why are you picking up this quarterback, this quarterback that's already had his, you know, his, you know, yeah. his career but he's is for namesake. So you just getting people to come in to oh, why are you why are you why are you paying Dwayne Bow nine million dollars to sit on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we definitely we definitely share uh we definitely share that with the Jags without a doubt. But the Jag, uh no, I was gonna say the Jags are in a better spot, but hell no, no, y'all not. <laughs> nah. I just told you that we not, and this is coming from someone that's been a fan of for a long time. Like, bro, during this season, I can honestly tell you that I maybe only watched four or five games by the Jags because it was just that bad. I didn't even watch the game against the Bills because I, because I thought in my mind that they were about to hang 40 on us that day possibly. And then just to see them only muster six points, like, I had to refresh the score on my phone a couple of times just to make sure my context was in so that I wasn't misreading it. But we actually beat the boys nine to six. Nine to six. And then the season finale, keeping the Colts out of the playoffs, that was that was very funny. That was funny. And as it was that. also very unexpected because I'm like, this is the Colts. They got Jonathan Taylor who runs for almost 150 yards a game and the way we shut him down. Like I was, I was happy about that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, why y'all wait to do this in one game? Y'all couldn't have just done like, could, could y'all couldn't have even performed like this for half the season. I mean, we had glimpse of it. Like Xavier was saying earlier, there's some glimpse of hope. Like earlier this season, we were playing against the Cardinals. We went into the fourth quarter with like a seven to 10 point lead. And then Trevor Lawrence, the rookie mistakes, the rookie mistakes just come out. He threw like th- two or three interceptions in that game. Everybody else messing up. I'm like, this is against the Cardinals, who's a real good team. It was early. And even though it was early in the season, we were still playing well. And I'm like, y'all couldn't have got that. Or the following week against the Bengals when they had a 14 nothing lead on them. 
going into halftime on the road. Blew that. I was talking to my girlfriend at the time, you know, about it because we watched the games with each other. We could have easily been two and two after the first four games. Instead, we was 0 for 4. After that, I was like, no, can't do this with y'all no more. Y'all, y'all not gonna put me in the hospital acting like this. Well, KJ, hey, um, hey, I gotta go shout out to Urban, bro. <laughs> Cam, we gotta we got we gotta shout out our guy Urban, man, because Cam, Cam and I lo- love Urban, bro. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the goal right there. Hey, he, he didn't do so hot in Jacks. Hey, most Ohioans, they do well in Jacksonville, okay? Most Ohioans do. But uh not Urban. <laughs> not Urban, man. Not him. Fuck Urban. <laughs> oh, hey, yo, relax. Hey, you know he My used bad. to. You know he used to. You know he just used to dealing with UF and uh, OSU. You know, hey, it's all cool because Urban is a Urban is a god in Ohio. And, you want to national? No, in Florida too, bro. Hey, they yeah, they boy. still love that UF team, bro. In Gainesville, the, yeah. And the the criminals and the uh, the Saints and on that team, bro. They had the criminals and the Saints on that team. What an amazing team! I and they they already have made uh what you call it a documentary about that, but the, that team crazy, bro. They got. My boy Tebow, and then they got they got other they got other guys on that team as well. <laughs> Riley Cooper. Ooh, shout out to bro. Urban though, bro. What an amazing college coach, bro. Three national titles, bro. That's kind of hard to come by, bro. Hey, hopefully we'll clip this up. We're gonna send it to him and just be like, hey, I know it didn't work. He was over there at Jack's Beach, Atlantic Beach all the time, getting lit, uh, doing doing whatever you wanted to do, but uh, hey, it's okay, bro. If you ever go to Columbus, bro, go eat at Urban's Penthouse, bro. He's got a steakhouse, bro. It's lit. <laughs> Seriously? Mm. It's called Urban's Penthouse. It's lit, bro. Hey, yeah. hey what was, what was Urban doing at the bars, though? Out. Hey, bro, he said Urban was walling at the bars in Columbus, bro. <laughs> hey, I mean, that girl. I, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe it after what I saw him doing in Jacksonville. Like, how you getting danced on by another woman that ain't your wife, and then you get and then you get caught in 4K? Like, you got recorded letting it happen. Like, my dog just sitting there looking stoic, trying to pretend nothing ain't going on when he knows he can listen to everything. Hey, Urban was like, Urban was like, you go to Ju or UNF. <laughs> Do you go to Edward Waters? <laughs> hey, man, you know all the colleges. Do you, do you go to FSCJ? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This man was out there on uh, Atlantic probably flexing, bro. Anyways, shout out to our guy, Urban. We, we sorry, bro, but it just didn't work out in Jax. Anyways. <laughs> Thanks. Cam, man, uh... So tell me, who are some of and KJ? Who are some of your favorite teams uh, this year in general, and uh, who you uh, who you looking out for next year? Mm. Well, me personally, this past season, there were teams that were on my radar. Um, Patriots was definitely one of them because they had Mac Jones as their rookie quarterback. Him being under Bill Belichick, people were wondering how that was going to go. Um, I also was looking at the Rams mainly because they got Matt Stafford. That was a new quarterback in the system. Very first year, we all see, we all have seen how that's playing out for them. Very, very happy about that. Um, I was looking at the Saints too because they were in the same, they were literally in the same predicament too. I mean, how you, how are you going to move on without Drew Brees? who's in my top five to top 10, regardless of Super Bowl appearances, playoffs, all that other stuff. I mean, Drew Brees, he really is a, he really was a good quarterback to me before his arm strength started going down. Packers, mainly because of Aaron Rodgers' situation, wondering if he was going to play there again this season or go somewhere else. I really am intrigued to see where he goes next season if he does decide to leave. I feel like he needs to get at least one more championship under his belt before he calls it a career. Maybe go out like Peyton Manning did. Go out winning the Super Bowl at least. Something. I feel like he deserves that, even though he's blown a lot of a lot of good games, big games at that over the last couple of years. But that's another topic for another day. For real. Cam. 
Yeah, um, the team that I was kind of rocking with um, was kind of the 49ers. I, I think they're a lit team, bro. Debo Samuels and Trent Williams coming out the locker room with boom boxes on their shoulders, bro. That is super, super gremlin. Hey, that, is, man, that is so lit, bro. Like Kyle Shanahan, like, bro, that, that was my team, bro. And I, I really wanted to go to the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, they, they were kind of a player or two away from that happening. But, um, yeah, San Francisco was definitely on my radar. Um, surprisingly, to be honest with you, it was kind of the Oakland Raiders, you know. They kind of put together a little run at the end of the season off all that adversity they had losing their coach, a few players, you know, they kind of came together, you know, made a run. But um, those are my two teams. Aren't you being the Vegas Raiders? Yeah, oh, <laughs> same, yeah, whatever. I'm so used to Oakland, bro. No, I know. My favorite teams this year, uh, it was kind of it was kind of cool to see, like, what was going to happen with uh, Kansas City because they were, they were stumbling at the beginning of the season. And the Browns, we should have beat them. Uh, but yeah. anyways – we're not going back to that, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, kind of seeing them progress throughout the season. Um, I, I love seeing Tampa Bay just cause, you know, I, I, I mess with Tampa Bay overall. I like the, the individuals that they have there, like Evans and freaking, you know, Brady, obviously a B to see that whole de- uh, debacle go down. Uh, AB Brady, is hilarious. <laughs> Brady definitely helped me out in, uh, you know, fantasy football this year. So, it was my first year ever playing, so, you know, it did all right. Uh, at least I beat Cameron. I know that's an accomplishment. So, anyways, uh, and then for next year, I'm curious to see, you know, how uh, Lamar and Baker do it. As much as, you know, we, we're going to – you know, Baker does throw a lot of interceptions and stuff like that, but they both coming back from injuries. I want to see, like, if they could really, like, get back to the competition in the AFC. Um, and I got to say the Bills, bro. Shout out to the Bills, bro. Bills Mafia, hey, they 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 had something, bro. They had something, but uh, I don't think that that's their last shot. Hopefully, they get another shot next season. Um, but those have been my teams. And then, yeah, you know, shout out to the Patriots organization because Mac Jones. And it was good to see, you know, Belichick. You know, everybody's counting on Belichick last year, and it was good to see, you know, Belichick uh, have a little redeeming season. You know, yeah, hey, man. <laughs> The Patriot way is definitely legit, bro. Now nah, you yes. can't can't dispute nothing like that because Belichick, Belichick gonna do what he always does, man. Whether he has Brady back there or anybody else, that's the main thing that I respect about him. He doesn't allow himself to get really pressured by anybody or let anybody tell him how to handle his business, like. You can tell too whenever he's at the press conferences and people are always asking him difficult questions that these other coaches will sometimes bend to and answer. Bill does not do that for nobody, man. I don't think Bill has ever done that for any reporter in his illustrious career. That's what makes him different from everybody else, in my opinion. For real, for real. Cameron, uh, what we got coming up for What's Our Sports? Anything, uh, you got anything planned for what's out or anything like that? Hopefully, KJ, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, you know, you've always been a pleasure on our platform. You're definitely a regular on most of our shows, whether it's political, whether it's cultural, whether it's, you know, all of the above. We always have great discussions. And, you know, we got to start using you more in sports because your sports, uh, your sports is pretty good as well. Oh, yeah, I definitely appreciate it because there's a lot of stuff you know, that I like talking about and all that, being honest. There was one more thing I did forget to highlight earlier that we was talking about. You know, yeah. I remember I hyped up the Bengals, their offensive weapons and stuff, but, you know, you can't forget about the Rams either. I mean, Cooper Cup, I had this guy on my fantasy team the entire season, and I can tell you straight up that he was single-handedly the reason why I won my fantasy league, literally. <laughs> Because this man, I mean, this man was close to breaking Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. He was only like 40 yards short of breaking the record, man. And then to count all those games, along with the games in the postseason that he's had, the man is over 2,000 receiving yards, got 20 receiving touchdowns. That's, That's incredible. Actually, incredible ain't even a word to really describe it. Like, how he moves everything he does, then on top of that, they're doing this without Robert Woods, who 
got hurt earlier in the season too, but acquiring Odell made things a lot better because people was talking down on him too, saying that he's washed, trolling him, disrespecting him, all that other stuff. Look at what he's done in the last couple of postseason games. In the NFC Championship game with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line, nine catches, 113 yards. What can you say to that? You know what I can say to that? No, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> going to say another episode. Again. That's for another episode. Oh. The Damn. point is, is that they oh, really have proven themselves, man. And I look, I really look forward to this Super Bowl a lot. I, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I'm I really Cam, so uh, anything for what's out, anything for what's out sports? Uh, what, what, what you got planned? Uh, do we got a we got an interview with, with a basketball player coming up, correct? Yes, Miss Ohio basketball candidate coming up on um, this Sunday, actually. Um, and we're gonna be getting some film breakdowns coming up soon, draft analysis, commentary, all that going. Um, Black History Month as well for what's out productions. So definitely um stay tuned to that. One hundred. One hundred. Um we're gonna have some uh film with uh a fair play will probably come out next week. We're probably gonna film it this week. Come out next week. We can watch some fights. Uh, KJ, you're more than welcome. Any of you guys are more than welcome to, to join that. Um, we're gonna with Cameron. We definitely want to try to get uh, student athletes to come on a podcast with us, and we can watch film together. We call it the film room, um, so that we have more of a presence here for what's out sports. Uh, Cam's the guy of what's out sports. Uh, you know. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm no, I'm no quarterback here. Uh, no, no pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, but shout out to Brady, TB12. Get the new sure. Brady hoodie for 95 bucks. You know. <laughs> and uh, hey, it's been what's up, Cam? You got anything? Shout out to the goat. Hey, don't forget my two sons, Vince, Tyler, Dix, and my boys right there. Dad'll be home soon. <laughs> Hey, make sure you like and subscribe. And, hey, that's all we got. Peace out. Peace, man.